Welcome to the Principal's Office Podcast, where we believe that the principal's job is the most interrupted job on the planet, and creating a clear and cohesive plan is the best way to improve your school. I'm your host, Dr. Tom Miller. I'm the founder of Leaders Building Leaders, and it's my goal each week to introduce you to new strategies and initiatives that are improving schools across the country. You're going to learn leadership principles that are going to help you accelerate your growth, build your teams, and execute on those goals so you can exceed those expectations of the communities that you aim to serve. If you want to learn more about what we do, you can go to our website at lbleaders.com. But for right now, enjoy this episode. Thanks for listening. All right. Well, welcome, everybody. My name is uh, Tom Miller. I'm the owner of Leaders Building Leaders, and it's our goal uh, to always, always be the difference maker in the leadership development of individuals and organizations through consulting and training and coaching. And one of the things that I love to do is to find experts from around the world and to bring them into our school leadership community and for you all to have an opportunity uh, to, to learn directly from those from those experts. So uh, today, I have three great uh, friends of mine, and now they're about to be friends of yours, Dr. Todd Forger, and uh, Dr. Marilyn Benton, and Josh uh, Prescott, all from uh, Ronis uh, uh, Systems. I'll let them talk a little bit more, but you know, specifically why I asked them to, to join us uh, today, everyone, is uh, because I believe that um, one of the top three things that a leader should do. If you've, if you've listened to our rule of five you know, lessons, right? One of the top things that a leader should do every single day, Todd, is to get out from behind her desk and lead by walking around. You just have to do it. So the principal walkthrough is always something that's fascinating to me. I love asking effective leaders, can you take, take me on a walkthrough? Because I want to see what you do. I want to see what you're looking at. I want to see what you're looking for. And so I love doing it. And as I just said, you always learn something. And I just learned everybody. And listen, I got 700 on my SAT. So be nice to me here. But apparently there's five oceans now. So I, I had no idea. Uh, luckily, I, <laughs> I won't be quizzing that later. But, but the uh, sixth graders were uh, teaching me uh, today all um, about that. But so I, I met Todd and, and uh, Marilyn and Josh over the last uh, six to seven years. You know, we've known each other at least. Um, through charter schools and, and through education leadership uh, uh, programs. When I was in the Office of Charter Schools is where I first met Todd, bringing his uh, charter school through the process. So he opened a school out there in Wayne County and, uh, you know, Josh and Maryland through that same, you know, piece. So I, and we've run a few workshops over the summer. So maybe you were part of our focus on education as we were trying to build the first day of school ever, right? As we were talking about, you know, back then, how do you open your school in a pandemic? Well, now we're still nine months, you know, past that date, I think, when we, <laughs> and we're still trying to reopen our school. So, but it's okay, because you're all doing an incredible job. So, uh, so let me introduce uh, Todd and his team. I'm going to get out of the way. Uh, so, you know, be sure to participate in the chat box. We're going to open up your mics later for an opportunity. And um, if you did not download the workbook that Todd and his team put together, you know, do that. I'll, I'll drop a link in the chat to make sure they can get it. So with that, Todd, I'm going to, the floor is yours, my friend. Thanks so much yeah, great. for being Thank, part thanks. of our community today. Absolutely. Thank you, Tom. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and, and uh, share screen. We'll be, we'll be sharing screen and not sharing screen throughout, uh, throughout the uh, uh, afternoon here together. And, so let me get my screen set up here, which uh, perfect, excellent. So, well, really good afternoon to everyone and welcome. And welcome to, uh, this is going to be an introduction to a principal's guide to classroom walkthroughs and observations. I'm Todd Forget, as, as Tom had introduced me. I'm the CEO of Rana Systems Incorporated. We're an educational consulting company. We've been uh, in business for 20 years. And uh, to start today's sessions, I'd like to obviously uh, send a warm thank you to Tom Miller and Leaders Building Leaders for inviting us to share our expertise with all of you today. We've, we've shared some information about ourselves as an educational consulting company during the buildup uh, to today's event, and we'll leave you information 
at the end of the session for further investigation into our services, what we provide and, and a way for you to reach out to us directly. Uh, because that said, time for everyone is of the essence. So our format today, we're going to try to follow a 45-15, meaning we're going to train for about 45 minutes and try to leave a solid 15 minutes available for questions and follow-up. And obviously, we'll be on after that, uh, that time as well. My role today is to introduce the session and get us cracking as we explore two of the four critical elements or keys to principal walkthroughs and observations. This is traditionally a four-part training with follow-up on-site coaching and what we call VO Agile coaching as well. So again, we'll have some information at the end of the session if anyone's interested in uh, that additional support services. Before we get started, I, I get to do the house, housekeeping. So you should all have that participant packet as uh, Tom linked it uh, into the chat box as well. The documents are PDF and numbered. If you didn't receive that packet, you can grab it on the link right now. And I'll run through some ba basic information about our training packets in a moment. But first, Zoom etiquette. Right. Uh, we do ask, we, we, we push heavily on be present for professional development, right? This is your chance to go all in. So we ask if you have a camera on your device and you're in a safe location, turn it on. While we can't be in the same room together, it's nice to see your faces, read some of your expressions of understanding, appreciation, and sometimes even questions, right? Uh, also, while we'll be providing information today about principal walkthroughs, we remain committed to keeping everyone engaged throughout the session with some opportunity for activity and reflection. So as uh, Tom Miller said, please be ready to share your thoughts throughout the session. Um, find that microphone button. You're, you, you have the power to participate today. So unmute yourself and, and jump right in. With reference to jumping right in, uh, if you have a question, please indicate that question just by interrupting us. We don't expect you to click the raise hand button. I'm gonna miss it if you do that. Um, you guys can just jump in and say, excuse me, Todd or Marilyn or Josh, and, and we'll know to pause for a question. And if you're a little hesitant to ask a question directly, use that chat box. Uh, sometimes it's a great way to keep the flow going while still jotting down a thought or a question, and we can come back to that. I'll be watching the chat box, and I know that Tom has offered also to keep, uh, keep an eye on the chat box as well. Uh, and finally, since we're on Zoom, if you like what's being said during the workshop, feel free to use a reaction, right? Find that button. It's uh, uh, difficult to see nods of agreement or appreciation in the virtual world. So go ahead and find that thumbs up button, clap once in a while. You can encourage your colleagues on uh, and or your trainer. So, so let, me, let me, I'm gonna take a five second pause here just to make sure everybody has access to their PDF, uh, paper, pencil, uh, because again, we do, we are an, an active professional development provider. So uh, we will be having some uh, reflection opportunity and some activity. So, that's my dramatic pause for today. So, if, uh, if you look at your packet quickly, just to point out for you guys, on page two, there's a section for you to capture what we call your 1%. We have quite a track record of success working with schools from Massachusetts to Georgia. And, and while we want you to walk away with a plethora of knowledge, our, our real goal are, or is much more realistic. We want you to walk away with at least one thing that will contribute to your goal of 100% effectiveness. Hence, we leave you a space to capture your 1% throughout the training. Hopefully you'll capture a couple more than one 1%. Pages three and four are centered around identifying your what, uh, and it includes a worksheet on page four. Pages five through seven are uh, gonna focus on the how with an example of scheduling walkthroughs um, that we'll also review. Finally, at the end of the packet, we've uh, included our contact information, and we like to include what's on our bookshelf. Um, it's an appendix, and we like to share uh, and, and provide credit from where our expertise is derived as well. The final piece of ho housekeeping before I turn this over to Dr. Marilyn, Coach Josh, just has to do with a little bit of vocabulary. We, we want to be clear that when we're talking about walkthroughs and observations, that we're talking about 15 minute walkthroughs on average. Not to be confused with your state teacher evaluation requirements, those 60 minutes, that's, that's a different training that, that needs to be addressed. 
But in, in that vein of, of the 15 minutes, when we talk about classroom walkthroughs and observations, you'll hear us use the word supervision. And, and track back to your days of ed leadership coursework, right? There should have been a discussion about supervision and evaluation. These are two very different concepts, okay? But, and this is why we like to reinforce that the walkthroughs and observations are supervisory. The focus of supervision, of course, is continuous improvement. In fact, it's a cycle of continuous improvement that includes observation, feedback, opportunity for practice and professional development. So, so these are non-evaluative walkthroughs that we're talking about today. We've, we've found it critical to differentiate between the two concepts because some of our leaders, they only understand what it means to be evaluative. And, and while evaluation has its place within the educational institution, right, our goal in the walkthrough process is that of improvement, growth, right? Rather than judgment of value. Um, so with that, let me, let me take my step back and turn this over. Um, first, we're gonna hear from Dr. Marilyn Benton. She's gonna share the objectives for today's session and get started on our first key to a meaningful walkthrough. Thank you, Dr. Todd. And again, let me say thank you to Dr. Tom Miller. And I just want to applaud all of you happy faces that are on this gallery today. I feel so honored to be with you and it's such a beautiful day outside and for you to select to spend your time with us, uh, we very much appreciate that. So thank you for joining us. And again, our, uh, we have a couple of objectives today for this session and they're noted in your packet but just to make sure that we uh, nail these down. Uh, first of all, we want to be sure that we clarify the principal's uh, role of supervision, which includes the walkthrough process. We wanna be sure that you understand the planning, and I, I cannot emphasize that word planning enough, the planning of the what and the how be in the before the walkthrough process, which are critical steps. We wanna make sure that by the end of this session, you identify some individual action steps that you wanna to take to increase your effectiveness in observation and feedback. And so with that said, we wanna get started. And, and you know, I think about uh, some of the uh, conversations that we've had with leaders over the years. And when we say the word walkthrough, typically most leaders immediately go to an action. They think of an action as something that's being done. But I have to let you in on a secret. When we think walkthrough, we think process. We don't think action, but we think a process. That there's a series of steps that you're gonna go through. And we identify those four steps very specifically as the before the walkthrough phase, the observation and feedback. Notice I said observation and feedback in the same step. You cannot have one without the other. You're gonna hear that repeated throughout this process today. We also include a step of practice. And practice, we can clear that up for you a little bit later, but not necessarily in the same terms that maybe most of us think of going through a routine and dry running things, but more of just refining your skills and your craft. And then finally, always, in anything that we want to do, we want to be sure that there's a data tracking component. Now, I want to uh, pause in this portion of our training today, and I want to tell you a story I want to refer quickly to your handout. We do have a reference point there about a case study. And as you listen to the story, and this is a true story, I want you to note the two uh, questions that I have stated there, or the two statements. Feel free to jot some notes down about the, uh, the story as you're listening. And also there's a reflection question. And if we were in a full-blown training where we had hours of time, we would give plenty of time for that reflection moment. While you're listening, I encourage you to jot down some notes, think about your own experiences in the walkthrough process, and make your own notes in this space. And, and I'm going to challenge you also, as we um, go through this uh, training today and this time together, be sure that you do spend some significant time reflecting on what you hear by the end of the day. 
So with a story, let's, let's hear a story. Last January, not this January, but last January, prior to COVID, we were invited to uh, work with some uh, principals in a public school system in Virginia uh, at the invitation of a superintendent. And we're, uh, she invited us to come in and spend some time with her leaders. And she had several goals that she wanted uh, to accomplish during this time. But one of them is that she wanted to help her leaders get to the place where they could do 20 walkthroughs a month. That was a big goal to her. And when we heard that, we were kind of, our eyes got a little bit big and we thought 20 walkthroughs a month, oh my. Okay, so we can do this. We can, we can help with this process. And so we were all excited and about our task and we fell right into it. And when it was announced to the principals that this was going to be the expectation from the superintendent, let me just tell you, we heard a lot of conversation. We received a lot of feedback from those principals about why they could not fulfill that expectation. They felt that the 20 was just way too much and that they would not be able to handle that. And so as we began to meet with these folks, build relationships with them, get to know them and their leadership roles, we began to ask the question, so why, why don't you think you can do this? And, and the three top responses that we received, number one, I don't have an assistant principal. Number two, I have to do everything at the school. And number three, I just don't have enough time. Three things, this is what they told us. This is why I cannot get these walkthroughs done in my school. And so we began to question that, those answers, you know, we asked, tell us more about this. And we asked the question, what is filling your time? What are you doing all day long that you're so busy you cannot get these walkthroughs in. The number one response that we received from these leaders was, every morning when I get to my office, my office is full of children. There are all these kids in my office. And we're like, well, why are all these kids in your office? comments with these folks like what in the world is going on at these schools that we've got so many behavior problems and discipline problems that it warrants all of the principal's time first thing in the morning. As we unpack, we learned that in the schools across the division, there were no consistent classroom management plans. It was not a consistent plan. It wasn't that they didn't have a plan, it just was not consistent. And so one teacher found one behavior to be uh, get sent to the office uh, warranting, while another teacher decided that some other behavior. And let me tell you, I, and, and I wish we had really a lot of time here because some of the things that they described, it just got to be really hilarious. You know, things like chewing gum, pencils not being in place, bodily function issues, you know, just all those things that you hear from kids of all the different grades that go into school. And so again, we just continued to unpack that, those comments that these leaders were giving us. And so we asked them another question and we said, uh, if we help you develop a plan for management of, of your classrooms, if we could help you do that, do you think you could do your walkthroughs? Well, you know, as is true with most uh, requests like that, we had a 30-30-30 split. 30% said, sure, I can do it. 30% said, no way, still not enough time. And 30% said, well, maybe, maybe not. So again, we embarked on this process of trying to help these leaders begin to craft some kind of a consistent plan that they could uh, begin to implement in their schools. One of the questions that we asked when we did that with them was, was this question though, what does discipline look like in your school? What does discipline look like in your school? And we found that to be such a normal question to ask leaders, but what was so interesting to us is they had a very difficult time telling us what it looked like. They had a hard time putting into very specific words what discipline was supposed to look like or good behavior or well-managed classroom. They could not really describe that for us. In fact, most of the time their response was something like this. The kids are behaved. 
That was the description that we received. And so when we would embark on this, well, tell us what that looks like. Again, there was still the challenge to describe. They could not name it. They could not put it into words exactly what that looked like. So I, I pause at the, the story at this point, and I give you a couple of things that I've, I've shared with you what we learned about our schools when we were working with them. But I need you to understand that when we were on this journey of working with this school and trying to these schools and trying to help them get on track with getting to the point where they could say, I can do 20 walkthroughs a month with observation and feedback, they were challenged on the front end. And that's where our learning curve came in. We figured out at that moment that walkthroughs do not begin at the point when you start doing the observation. Walkthroughs begin before the walkthrough process. And so at this moment right now, we are getting ready to enter a before the walkthrough process here. I pause because there's a loud noise that just went right by my house. I apologize for that. Um, but we, we recognize that there is a, a phase of training that school leaders need before they actually start doing walkthroughs, before they actually embark on this observation feedback process. We recognized that there are two key steps in that, uh, that initial phase before the walkthrough that every leader has got to go through. And probably for most of us, it's one of the most challenging. We recognize that those two key steps are identifying the what, what is it I'm gonna be looking for when I walk through these classrooms, or when I walk through my school, what is it that I want to see? What are those targeted areas of focus? And then of course, the other is, how do we fit that into the schedule? So with that, you're getting ready right now to transition into that before the walkthrough phase of training. And that's where we're gonna begin at this moment. I invite you to pick up your handout, your packet that we sent to you, and we do hope that you will choose to use this as a very uh, a working document for you, a, a document that you use as you lead your schools. And I want to call attention to step one in this before the walkthrough process. In this step, we call it identifying the walkthrough. And this sounds pretty simple, but let me tell you, I, I go back and I, I want to make was not because they didn't want to do walkthroughs. They didn't know what to look for. Recognize that point. They were really challenged by what they needed to do to when they went into those classrooms, what were they supposed to be looking for? And we found that to be, again, quite an anomaly. But the reality is we find that it might be more common than, than we think it is. Now, we've devised a little tool for you here. And anytime we offer a tool or a form, we always tell folks, feel free to use it, copy it, duplicate it, expand it. But I will tell you, you cannot take any components off. All the components there are essential. And so be sure that you include these components that we've identified and you can add uh, any of your choosing there. Um, but if you look at the chart, it's a, it's a very simple chart, nothing hard about this. And this is an exercise that every leader really needs to go through as they begin to envision their school and create the school that they want to lead. Now, if you'll look across the top, I have identified two questions. What areas of focus have you identified for your school? And question number two, what are the critical behaviors that impact that focus? Hold those questions. Those are your focus questions for this part of the training. And then look across the top of the form where we have um, some headings. First is domain. In our world, we categorize everything that leaders do in one of four domains. They're listed there for you. We, this, these are the domains that we work in, and we believe everything that we can provide training and support for or every action or, or opportunity that you have in your leadership role is going to fit within one of those domains. The second heading that we have there is the what. This is the area of focus right now in this portion of training. What are the areas of focus that you've identified for your school? 
what is it? And, and I'm going to use this example because, uh, I, and in fact, I have not shared with this with Dr. Todd, so I hope he's going to think this is cool. But anyway, uh, what is it that when you walk through your school, it kind of makes your hair rise up on the back of your neck? Is there something that you observe occasionally and you're like, oh my, I need to think about that. Maybe it's something that we need to improve upon or we need to capture in our planning process that maybe we hadn't identified before that really we need to, to hone our craft in that area. The second category is going to be our critical behaviors. These are actions. These are very specific actions that allow me to say, when I see these things occurring, these specific actions occurring, I know that I've seen my what. And then of course you have a place for some notes. Now, let me take you through the first example. It's a very simple example. All of you do this every day, more than likely. And if not, this is a good place to get started. But one of our first what's in most schools is uh, routines. Most of us know that it takes a lot of routines to make a school uh, functional and, and especially to make one exceptional. But uh, for most of us in our schools, we wanna see some evidence that there is a morning routine in every classroom. We know that if we can get our day started right at the school, we're going to probably stand a greater chance of having a whole day that goes very well. And so let's just say that we've established our what for, our, uh, for observing is that we want to look for routines. Now, what we want to do with that is we want to make sure we know what those critical behaviors are. When we talk about routines and we break it down into something like a morning routine, we want to know what are those critical behaviors that we expect to see. And that might run something like this. Let's just say that you've identified in your school that you want every teacher at the uh, door to their classroom by 7.50 every morning. You want each teacher greeting students by name, inviting them into the classroom, and then you want uh, some indicator that there's something for students to do when they go into the classroom so that they get their day started. So that might role play like this. If we were playing this out in a, in a script, it might be something like this. I'm Ms. Benton, I'm the teacher, and you're, uh, we've got Teresa, and Teresa shows up at the door and I say, good morning, Teresa. It's good to see you today. And Teresa says back to me, good morning, Ms. Benton. It's good to see you as well. And I say, Teresa, I invite you into class. I go into your seat, get your things unpacked, and your do now is on the board. Those are the three things that I wanna see in a great morning routine. I feel like if I can see those things, if I'm the leader of the school, then I feel like that teacher has got her day started in a good way. Now, as you continue down the list, notice some other what's, and we've identified some, you have some right now that you're thinking about. There are things that are going through your mind and you're like, you know, I've got an issue in a certain area. We need to nail down this what. And these are the things that I want to see. These are the critical behaviors that I want to see in my classroom when I see this particular what. And so I want to pause right now. And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to give you a minute or so to jot down some notes. Maybe you know some specific what's that you're thinking about. It might be under classroom environment and culture. Typically, that's where we spend the first part of our time when we come in to, to work with the school, is helping schools get that area on track. But it might be in another area that we've listed as one of the four domains. So let's take a minute, jot down some notes that you may have about some specific what's. And if you've got those critical uh, behaviors identified with that, feel free to make some notes on that. Some of you may want to um, put those uh, pieces of information in the chat or you may want to just unmute yourself and share it out with the group. We're open to listen. So we'll pause for just a moment. You know, I really love that, uh, Dr. Benton. It was making me, you were, you were actually taking me through the walkthroughs as, as, I, um, as you were speaking, right? The one I did uh, today and that's, and I was you know, coaching a principal on the same thing. It's like, well, what is it that you want to see and if we don't know what we want to see as a leader, I can't identify whether it's what I want or not, right? So that's a, having this vision is really important. And I know in our, you know, sessions, we're always talking about vision casting and taking the time to just journal it out, right? Just take a blank sheet of paper and just start journaling what you want to see. 
and do it for like 10 days in a row. So by day 10, like you should have a really clear picture of what you want. And then when you walk down the hallway, it'd be like, this is not, uh, this is not what I wrote down. So then you start to have that conversation. So I love this. And I think we got some um, ideas in the uh, chat box. Yeah. So put your what's in the chat and your, and your critical behaviors in the chat. We would love to be able to see them. So. Yeah, Tom, I think you make a great point. And I think as, as we reflect on, on the, the case study, I think ev everyone could, could relate and, and recognize very quickly what that school decided their what was, right? They, they capitalized on the fact that they uh, identified they couldn't get in their, their, the amount of walkthroughs that they wanted to set as a goal as a result of classroom management. So it naturally unfolded for that system to say, well, gosh, guess what we should focus on on our walkthroughs to improve our teachers with. So that's that's definitely one aspect and one way to get to your what uh, if, if you that's don't right. have, uh, you know, that planning tool or something to sit down and say, well, gosh, you know, there's areas and and uh, on our worksheet as, as Dr. Marilyn shared, we have those domains, class, and these are the these are the most um, uh, the domains that we get hit with the most from our schools is we are what falls yeah. under class environment. It falls under instruction or data. Um, so again, taking that this this three minutes now and and asking some questions as well, please. Um, but thinking about what would you be focused on? You'd, even, even if you have a standard, right? Oh, we have a countywide walkthrough sheet. Well, that's okay. We, call, we can stamp um, uh, importance, right? Or stamp understanding, um, but, uh, but identifying that what is a critical step. And, and let yeah. me- And those- oh. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, you know, the kids in the office, those are symptoms of a bigger problem. Absolutely. That's really what it is. And it's your job as a leader to root out the problem, right? Spend your time on the problem. 80% 80, 80 of your issues come from 20% of your problems. That's where you should be focusing your time, uh, not on handling all the kids. Someone else could do that. You go find the problem, root it out. Well, and what we learned is a lot of the, and, and you know this, everybody on the, the gallery knows this, once uh, we began to work with them on developing some plans and some strategies for managing their classroom behavior and, and helping their teachers. Uh, right now, some coaching support is being provided for their teachers. Guess what begins to happen? You do begin to see a reduction in those numbers that are showing up in the office because all of a sudden there's a plan in place. And we all know that's going to happen. We know that's a positive outcome. That's how great schools get to be great because they have a plan in place and they're carrying out that plan. I want to call attention on the sheet for you at the very bottom. You know, you may be a leader on here uh, today who has, um, you have fully captured all of these top domains, the first three. And maybe you have got a very well-oiled machine. You have an effective school that's a top performing school and that's great. But let me just say to you, and, and I think uh, Coach Josh will get to some of this when he uh, introduces his portion of the, our training today, but the idea under leadership, you know, we can never have too many well-trained people on our team. And that idea of even beginning to capture the what you need regarding uh, leaders within your school, you have specific uh, leadership roles that, that fall into your school plan, be sure that you know those what's, what are those roles. We've identified few, a few for you, but also be sure you can identify what those critical behaviors are that go with those roles. What is it that you expect those people to do? How are they gonna support the school? How do they bring extra to the school and support you in the vision and uh, mission that you're tasked with carrying out? So don't forget to uh, make sure that you jot down some things in those areas. If you don't have people in those areas, that's a good place to say, I need to get me some extra help. I saw some of you kind of raise your eyebrows when I said they didn't have an assistant principal. Some of you don't have APs either, but you've got some highly qualified people in your school that can step into some leadership support roles with proper training, with you identifying the proper expectations that you have, the proper things you want them to do or that they need to do to fulfill the role. Uh, but please do not let those resources that you have in the school go untapped. Get them trained and get them busy helping you get your job done. Now. I think we had uh, um, uh, yeah. a question too. Is it, was it uh, Ms. Artis? Did I, I might be butchering names there, I apologize. 
There was a, I did see a hand raised. I thought I saw him go up. <laughs> Maybe it was just celebration, right? right? <laughs> I'm in agreement. Yeah. And, and they can unmute themselves. I, I you right. know, let them. Okay. So if there's someone who wants to come in and ask a question, go, you know, go. So, go oh, ahead. I'm sorry, Dr. Marilyn. I was just going to, I was going to give him one more second to, to jump in. I know we're, we're going to be a little uh, uh, time crunch, but that's fine. I think, again, that what identifying the what's uh, so important. And I, I wanted to tell uh, Ted Duncan, thanks for, thanks for sharing your um, champion walkthrough. We are, we, we work with, uh, with Doug Lamov and Teach Like a Champion uh, as well. And, and Ted shared in the, in the chat a link to uh, one of their walkthrough instruments. And, and it's fantastic because it follows even a double plan methodology, right? It, not only what the teacher uh, technique is, but what the student outcome is, which leads, I think, to um, the point of identifying the critical behavior. You know, we can't just say, um, you know, gosh, uh, I want my teachers to work on making sure the kids participate better in class. Well, what does that look like, right? What does that feel like? Um, and yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Even, even more drilling down, Ted, I, I appreciate that. Um, of, of what does that look like in the classroom so that not, not only so that you can see it and it's measurable, right? But remember in that, in that continuous improvement model of supervision is that it's something that you should be training the teachers in, right? You should be training them in those techniques that you're listing or those critical behaviors. And then, then when you actually conduct the observation and we get into the six steps of effective feedback, um, you can you can talk intelligently about increasing practice on a very specific critical behavior. So I, yeah, I love I, I love that tool. I would uh, um, Ted, I'd share too that and with a lot of our schools that we work with, their walkthrough instrument, which looks like yours may, is evolutional as well. So you know when we work with schools in the beginning of the year, and I know that uh, Coach Josh could talk more on this. Uh, if we had the time, we go in and, uh, you know, for the first 60 days, the administration um, primary focus of the walkthrough is class environment and culture. Then as they don't, not at the complete cost of looking at lesson structure and curriculum instruction, uh, but it is an evolutional process. So excellent share. Very good. Anyone, Very good. anyone else before I, Marilyn's chomping to get Go ahead, go ahead, Dr. Marilyn. <laughs> you know, there's so many examples we can cite where this has happened and uh, where we've, we've gone in and provided support and, it, and it's like an eye-opening experience. Uh, and, and let me tell you, uh, training and support is so critical and it's critical for your teachers, but folks, it's very critical for you as leaders. And uh, I'm just gonna say to you that uh, find training for yourself. Make sure that you are sufficiently trained and you feel comfortable in those things that you're required to do in your role. And um, you've got uh, great resources here on this gallery. There are some great examples in our, in our state uh, of uh, schools that are operating at those high levels. But don't hesitate to get that additional support that you need. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna close up here very quickly by letting you just reminding you that before you begin that walkthrough process, you must nail down the before the walkthrough phase. You've got to get this nailed down. You've got to know your what. What is it that you're looking for? That is a very strategic investment of your time to know what it is you expect to see in your school. And I will tell you that once you do that. This is probably, the walkthrough process itself is probably the greatest accountability strategy you have available to you in your school. The greatest accountability strategy. Once you set it up, you've outlined your what, you know how you're gonna do it, and then you carry out that process fully with your staff. You're fully equipped to give those great feedback uh, sessions with your team and it becomes a collaborative session. I will tell you, uh, your school is gonna soar. You're gonna watch things happen in your school that you did not think were possible. And so uh, with that, I'm gonna pause and let uh, Coach Josh share. Uh, but you know, this is exciting to think how this can change your school. Whatever you want to change, this is how you can do it. And of course, any of us would be happy to help support that. Yeah, absolutely, thank you, Dr. Benton. Uh, as Dr. Benton mentioned, I get the opportunity to talk to you about the when and the how, the, the scheduling of your walkthroughs. And before we jump into this portion of the training or, or the talk today, I just want you to reflect with me for a moment and just think, at, 
as an administrative leader, there's all kinds of actions or levers that you can manipulate or mess around with before the school year starts to help you and to help your team to be successful, to impact student instructions and those things like hiring, like training, like specialized PD, shifting personnel around, maybe adding some new curriculum or improving technology. Maybe, maybe you have some other things that you could add to that. But once the school year starts, I would argue with you that the two biggest levers are, are data. The two biggest levers that you have as an administrative leader are data, that's collecting the data, that's analyzing the data, and that's acting upon the data that you have. And then the second thing is walkthroughs, intentional walkthroughs, identifying the what with the providing deliberate feedback and follow-up. You know, Satoya in his book, Leveraging Leadership, actually suggests that the goal should be around 60 walkthroughs per month. And uh, so let me just, uh, page five of your, your participants guide, there's a little stop place for a reflection, but let me just ask you this question. Maybe you want to throw it in the chat box, maybe you just want to jot it down there, but currently, how many walkthroughs do you do each week? How many walkthroughs do you do each week? And then as you jot down that number and as you think about that, as you reflect, here, here's a follow-up question, the second question. What steps can you take to increase that number, to increase your walkthroughs? And you may be sitting there thinking, you know, I, I don't have enough data to answer that second question. I, I, need, I need a little bit more. So I want to, let me, let me fill in some gaps and provide some information for you that, that may help you with that, answering that second question of how can I increase that number of walkthroughs? So, you know, the, the typical or the average walkthrough is about 15 minutes. That's, that's typically how long the walkthrough lasts. That's the observation of going in the classroom. So again, so if we say 15 minutes is the average or the typical time for do the, to do the observation portion of a walkthrough, we got to ask a follow-up question, right? How many teachers do you have? How many teachers are you responsible for? So if the typical time, the average time is 15 minutes, you know, uh, I don't know if they mentioned this or not, but I, I'm from Alabama and I get the opportunity to do public math in front of a lot of people. So this, nothing can go wrong, right? It's all gonna work out fine. So, but let's just say that, you know, you, you, you've got for the, for math, let's just say that you have 30 teachers and that your goal, you know, your widely important goal that the, the, the school goal is that you, you say as a leader, I wanna get in every teacher's classroom every week. I want to do an observation and I wanna do a feedback of every teacher every week. We're gonna show you a slide of what that looks like and what that time would be for you. So, Tom, did you have something to jump in on? Okay, uh, so let's, let's just say you had 30 teachers and you want to, and again, the allocation for an observation is about 15 minutes. So if you wanted to do the wildly important goal of 30, 30 teachers every week, that'd be about 450 minutes or 7.5 hours. So you may be looking at that initially, you may be saying, okay, yeah, that, that seems doable. I, I can achieve that. But we've got to remember that the observation is only one part of an effective walkthrough. In order for a walkthrough to be effective, we also have to have the feedback session, the part where the leader sits down with the teacher, with the individual, and you share what you've observed, you share uh, if when necessary, what the next steps could be for that teacher. So just like the average uh, observation period is about 15 minutes, the typical or average uh, feedback session is anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes. Now, again, as you get better at this, as, or as, as you practice more often, whatever, it, it, may, it may decrease a little bit. But let's just, for math's sake, let's just do the 30 minutes again. And let's just say, again, your wildly important goal is to get every teacher you have 30 teachers and it's every, every 30 teachers every week. So 30 teachers times 30 minutes for your feedback session equals about 900 minutes. So again, that's 15 hours. So if you add your observation and your feedback together, it, it's about 22 and a half hours per week. And at this point, you may be saying, you know, I, I get that, but I just don't have the time for that. So maybe you're tempted to say, well, I'll just do the observation, but skip the feedback. And again, we would just caution you that, that if you're, if you're going to skip the feedback, there's really no point in doing the observation because effective walkthroughs need both categories, the, the observation and the feedback. So instead of thinking of ways to maybe cut down those things, maybe let's just get creative like Dr. Benton thought of. Do you have an AP? 
if you don't have an AP, maybe if you don't have an assistant principal to help, are there other leaders that you can identify to help you to ensure that you're gonna you reach your widely important goal of get meeting every teacher every week? Again, Satoya says this, we often reluctant to count every leader, but the reality is, is that we have a capability to create a 15 to one ratio of teacher to leader in almost every school. So when we look at our personnel, when we look at our resources available to us, then we're able to maybe get to that 15 to one ratio like Santoya suggests. So again, just, just some simple math before we look at a schedule. But let's assume that you're able to get to your 15 to one ratio in your school. If you were able to do that, if you're able to bring one person along with you, you'd cut down that 22 and a half hours per week to under 12 hours per week or a little bit less than two hours a day. And again, this is a lot of numbers, so we're just gonna throw it into a schedule and we're gonna look at it. So if you could go to page six in your participants, hand, your participants guide, we're gonna show you a schedule. So again, the, the goal here is getting 15 teachers. You got your 15 to one ratio. Let's look what it looks like scheduled out. So if you look at Monday from nine to nine, nine to 10 p.m., you're gonna go in and observe three teachers at your 15 minute average interval and you've got three teachers that you go with there and then you scroll down and you look at the calendar some more and on Monday you've got from 1 to 2 p.m. you got three more teachers that you're going to go on and observe and then as you, you know you look at the calendars you go out through the week you see that WT that that identifies the walkthrough and then on Tuesday you see the F that's the feedback session so you 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 go in and you have your conversation with Smith and Jones and Benton and then you follow up in the afternoon with with Miller Jackson and Franks and, and you can just see how it lays out but you see from the schedule that even if you, your wildly important goal is getting all 30 teachers in one week, that it's, it's achievable, that it only equals about 12 hours a week. So uh, two last questions before I hand it back to Dr. Todd. Uh, so when you look at this schedule, you should notice something. And it, one of those things that should immediately jump out is you see that the feedback session follows the day after in order for feedback sessions to be most effective you want to do those within 24 to 48 hours and you don't want to skip that part because we get busy days start to happen and we forget what may have happened the day prior so we need to have that feedback session as soon as possible afterwards so that's why it's scheduled the next day and those that i'm going to leave you with those two questions and i'm just going to hand it off to doctors Virgette and, and let them run with it By my unmute button. Thanks, thanks, Josh. Great. Um, and and as you're thinking about those, uh, we've got a couple of questions. I'm going to jump into the comment box there. I think they're they're uh, great. One of the questions was uh, having to do with feedback, right? So if if you're sitting in a position where you feel pretty confident, you've uh, you've defined your what. What I'm going to focus on as an administrator for these observations. Um, and and you, uh, some of you have already missed. Man, I try to get ten observations in in a week. Um, 10 to 15 is, is, is definitely uh, respectable. At 15 observations a week, you're getting 60 in a month, which is fantastic, but they can't be void the feedback session, right? As Josh shared. So some of us think I've completed my, my walkthrough. I've got a great what, um, I've, I've got a great um, schedule and I've, I've got my walkthrough form, right? Like Ted shared with us, or as, as uh, Ms. Winchester is pointing out, we have this, uh, the Texas uh, evaluating rating system that we use. Uh, but you, you go in there and you say, um, great, I'm done. This is going great. Or why isn't it going great, right? And it's because we're, we're missing that final step. It's observation and feedback. Uh, and we all fall prey to that. And, and, you know, as moving forward from a professional development servicing standpoint, um, obviously we have the most fun in our observation and feedback sessions with, with the, the six um, right, our steps to giving effective feedback, not just taking down your notes, but giving that a feedback, praising, prompting, polishing, planning ahead and practicing and pursuing, right? There's six P's there that, that we focus on. Um, but, but to tie that back in, um, the, the feedback session uh, needs to be in person, 
right? We, we need that human contact to the extent it can be. Right now, our, our feedback is this is still in person, right? Just virtually, um, but we can still, as, as I had shared earlier, I like to be able to see faces. I like to see reactions, right? And passion that comes through or questioning. But so that feedback should be in, in person. And to the, um, Cynthia, to your question again, I think, and, and we'd, we'd have to dig a little bit more into the, into the Texas system that you're, you're, descri you're, you're sharing with us because um, the, there is an evaluation piece. Um, and then, yeah, there it is, the local walkthrough form that you use it. See it, name it, do it, you got it. Leverage leadership, very good and get better faster. You see a lot of commonality and best practices in what we shared today too then, because um, you're absolutely right. And that was actually Miss um, Swain, thank you, um, uh, also in Texas. And I would say again, um, to that point to Cynthia, is that separating the evaluation piece from the supervision piece is, is what's gonna be critical there. And if we can find a way, even with a district created form, if the focus is supervision, then we can identify components on the form to stamp, right, or stomp, however you want to put it, to 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 place that emphasis on that you're looking for. Um, so that's that's a great question. But you know, again, as we move forward in that process, um, the next big step is going to be, okay, great. What does the observation look like? Am I seeing what what my what is? And now, how do I provide that effective feedback? Right? How do I have? In some cases, we got to pull out our book, Crucial Conversations, right? For some teachers, uh, and and so I see the smile. I, I saw it. <laughs> you know, we we recognize that. Okay, um, it's it's gonna about to get um, uh, awkward in here in my office, and it's easier for me to write an email right, and, and send a quick note, then to sit down face to face with this person and say, hey, listen, um, uh, I, I need to give you feedback. And when we hear, I need to give you feedback, what we hear is you're gonna tell me everything I did wrong, right? Uh, as a matter of fact, that um, I see even Marilyn smiling because when we do our, our the um, six steps to affect the feedback training, the, um, the, the first step, everybody tries to blow over the first step, which is, is praise. Right, and we end up spending, I mean, 90 minutes on, on an effective praise statement so that it actually is specific and earned, right? And we know that back from our uh, uh, classroom management classes, right? Is that we can say, oh, great job, everyone. Well, that's not very meaningful praise, is it? Or good job, Johnny, you worked hard today. No, again, get into the behaviors. What were the critical behaviors Johnny did that expressed that hard work? Well, even for adults, we like to hear that type of feedback. And we don't let ourselves off the hook either as a, as a professional development company. You know, we, we, hey, good job today. When we get off this call with you guys, the, the, the effective feedback we'll be providing each other will be critical, direct, <laughs> nothing general from that um, perspective. But you know what? We live in a culture of, of, um, of, of growth, right? A growth mindset, which is critical uh, from there. So good. So, so some more, some more questions. Hey, Todd. I'm glad. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, so, you know, one, you know, one thing I know that really always helped me was whatever was on my informal walkthrough, right. Was also part of my training catalog. You know, this is what we were, you know, you know, you know, equipping teachers to do. And I would say, Hey, during my walkthroughs this week, I'm looking for this, you know, praise and proximity, you know, whatever it may be. Um, so, you know, back to the time point, right? I see a lot of people being like, or, you know, to Josh, like, Josh, I can't spend 33% of the week, you know, and I just thought about, I hear that all the time. And I say, well, how many hours per week does ineffective teaching, poor classroom management, and whatever, throw it in the fire, take from your week? And what would you rather be doing? right walkthroughs and improving teachers or having the conversation about you know little you know Susie Q who um you know flushed something down the toilet that you know she should have I mean whatever it is that we have to do sometimes as administrators it's the craziest conversation yeah. so when you think about that that hour log right just really always think of the pain points and how much time you spend in the fire and if you could improve even if you just you know started with two hours a week and work your way up to that, you know, 15 hours a week, you're going to see massive improvement. And then you're going to see better habits is what I hear you all saying, right? Am I, you know, hearing you right, Josh and Marilyn and Todd? 
Yes, yeah. and just to add to what you said, Tom, I think when you, and, and what Todd said, this idea of praise, several of you have made comments in the uh, chat box about feedback. And, you know, I nodded my head when Todd made the comment about feedback. And again, I've been in the school business a long time. I've been around longer than most of you have. Uh, and so I've been around a long time. And, and let me tell you, when I first started teaching school, the only time I ever saw uh, the principal, they came through maybe once or twice a year. And then the only time I ever went to the office was if there was a problem or he wanted me to do something. Those were the only two times. And most of the time when I got called into the office, it was to do something. They wanted something fixed or something brought in or handled or whatever. And so the idea that many of us have, and I'm guilty, <clears throat> when I hear the word feedback, I think, ooh, there's a problem. We've got to help our teachers understand that's not what feedback is about. And this idea of developing that ability to give precise praise, I will tell you uh, in, in preparation for this training, we've been working on it now for a while. I have really worked on being able to give very precise praise to various situations that I find myself in. And I've worked on finding the right words to give that message to whomever I'm trying to deliver that praise to. And when you, when you start becoming very intentional about that, because you know what you were looking for, you knew what you wanted to see, and then you saw it and you could name it off. Let me tell you, watch people's faces light up. And I think that's one of the things right now in, in the atmosphere that we're in in our schools and, and just the pandemic, everybody wants to light their face up. Everybody's face needs to be lit up. We need to get happy about something. And so from a leadership standpoint and I know you've got a lot on your plate, but that's why you're leaders, because you can handle that. And, and it's now time, and, and we have a lot of ladies on here, and I'll just say this, you know, sometimes we just have to put our big girl panties on and get it done. We have to gut up to it. We have to find those positive points. We have to share that out with our staff, especially those who may be a little more of a challenge to deal with. And we have to initiate that with them, because what we're trying to do is bring them on board with our vision share our vision what we expect to see and uh, again if you don't know what you want to see it's going to be very hard to to call it out and to praise it it's going to be harder for you and so i uh, just encourage you with that some great uh some great questions in the chat again just uh how do we provide feedback to teachers that that uh, struggle to accept constructive feedback right and I love uh, uh, Dana Swain beat me to it, right? But you know, we we throw around the word culture, right? Well, you just need to establish that culture. Come on, get on it, get get to going. We forget, right? That what does it take to establish uh, culture um, or or impact an environment? And again, we we, we would challenge you guys to go back to how we cr create, right? Classroom environments um, that that are that that adhere to that um, uh, that that approach of understanding correction and feedback. So what we would remind everyone is that, you know, uh, it's behavior over time that, that um, becomes habit and, and habits, right, over time are what form and impact your culture. So if, if you have maybe, um, uh, you, you don't uh, have a good culture or a strong culture of, of supervision at the school level. It's, it's way, it leans way too, too far to one side on evaluation. Well, then, then you have to start that process of introduction with your teachers of what is supervision. And sometimes we have to admit that, I, you know, I've helped uh, uh, perpetuate this culture of evaluation and I'm learning, right? I'm reflecting. We learn every time that we work with, with schools and with staff and even, even just meeting with you guys. I mean, and, and going through the chat and questions that you guys have. Um, but we, we have to be able to, um, A, recognize that there's steps that can be taken. And sometimes we just have to go back to that prerequisite step, which is why, right, we, we, we could do a session on effective feedback, but it's gonna be meaningless if you have not identified your what and, and uh, figured out a way that you can get in not only your observation, but feedback uh, as well. Yep, knowing the why, very good, absolutely. And you know, I think, and that's, you know, sometimes harder for a district school over a charter or a private school 
because there are some larger pieces, but your you know, district clearly has that. I mean, it's there in existence, but just getting really clear on what we want to see, why we exist, how kids learn best here. And I just love, I love, you know, the sheet, the daily strategies, like what are the things that we know that create success? And that's really what you're tracking. And then that, you know, data, you know, becomes the topic of your faculty meeting or your trainings and just over the next, I mean, you're just constantly communicating and over communicating. Here's the five things, everybody, that we do every day. You know, we greet kids, we ask questions, we, you know, we, we walk around, right? Like in our COVID world right now, the thing that I see the most is the teachers are stuck here. And there's like a dozen kids out there in the room and there's a dozen here. And I'm like, but they're here too. Like get up out of your seat and go see them. You, you know, you know, we have to sometimes prop them and to, to take that step. And I know it's, it's hard. I'm sure it's hard to teach both ways, but um, they can do it. So. Sure. Sure. Um, I was just thinking you, you had spurred a, a thought and, uh, and I think reading from Ms. Swain and Ms. Davis, yeah, the, oh, that's what my thought was, was remember that as leaders as well to leverage your, your, your own team. So you may have an opportunity. You, you don't have to develop your what on your own, right? You don't even have to develop the concept that support uh, supervision is continuous support and with a growth mindset. Bring in the people in your building um, right. This goes back to uh, um, uh, leading change. Right. We're, we're big advocates of Cotter and how to lead change in schools as well. Um, we work with with some boards and and things of that nature. But but you know what are the steps to leading change in the building too? Which is another whole discussion uh, that that I'm sure that Tom Miller and Leaders Building Leaders uh, leverages uh, with you guys all the time. So so bring in those leaders. This this concept of building um, walkthroughs that are are truly supervisory, that they're meaningful, and and you're going to be able to measure that success is is being able to leverage uh, some of the leadership within your building as well. So the the case study that Dr. Marilyn shared earlier is is not one where we told the principals you know figure this out um, during throughout their training their leadership academies they were going back to their teams and their buildings um, and learning and uh, together and planning. So you know, really, really effective process there. Yeah, Ms. <laughs> Ms. Mary Majors, uh, we, we get a lot of questions about how to, how to collect data in, in a digital world as well right now, and then um, what constitutes uh, an effective walkthrough, right, in a virtual world. And, and we use, I, I'll go back to the uh, recording, I, I use the term agile, VO agile coaching. Um, we also work with that with our administrators where they do um, uh, agile uh, walkthroughs using, uh, using video recording, whether it's uh, reviewing an asynchronous or semi-synchronous uh, lesson. Uh, or joining a lesson uh, as, as a strategy as well. So, so our best practices don't, don't uh, leave, right? They just have to be, so we have to be innovative with that, with, with those, um, uh, those responses, so, or approaches. Good. Sure, so, um, so if, with that, <laughs> so I'm looking at the clock now, it's 4.35, recognizing we've been an hour um, and, and wanted to thank everyone for being here. I hope you, you can feel and we convey the passion that we have towards um, supporting schools and, 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 and working within the realm of education. Um, I'd, I'd like to share with everyone, um, uh, thank you for coming. Um, we're, gonna, we're gonna ask for, for Tom Miller and Leaders Building Leaders um, to uh, go ahead and uh, probably next week by Thursday, share out with you guys um, a little information on, on a new series we're rolling out called Be Growth. Um, and the uh, Be Growth um, series is focused on uh, not just institutional growth, but to some of your point, uh, challenging individual educators to be the lifestyle of a professional, you know, unlocking truly the process for growth as that purposeful continuum, not just um, within the educational institution, but you know, in your in your day-to-day -day experiences. So, 
Um, so we're going to share out just a little blurb of information on that for you guys. And uh, as a thank you for joining us today, we're going to throw a 30% coupon out there for you. Um, we do offer a lot of a lot of educational services um, that fall, as, as Dr. Marilyn said, in the domains of uh, class environment and um, culture in instructional delivery techniques, as well as um, building a data-driven culture in your building and uh, leadership, mentor-teacher, beginning teacher support programs and things of those nature. What separates us from your traditional um, professional development provider is that we put our money where our mouth is, meaning uh, we actually do on-site coaching and uh, in class with your teams. So if you identify some techniques and strategies or, or something around uh, along those lines, um, we not only do we do a training, but, but we come in and work with your kids, with your team um, from that perspective. So, so, um, so yes, so again, big, big, um, the big issue is uh, there's four steps, right? To the, to four key uh, effective keys to walkthroughs though. Uh, make sure you've identified that what, and I love that you guys are continuing to trim that down get that schedule going. And then the next two things you need to focus on, observation and feedback, don't forget that feedback. And then, you know, gotta have that data piece, right? Culture of data, gotta find out is what I'm doing working uh, or do we, do, do we need to tweak it? So I'll turn that over to uh, Tom and any final questions then. Yeah, thanks, thanks so much, Todd and Marilyn and uh, Josh. I mean, you just got me thinking about, you know, uh, uh, Michael Holland, right? He talks about a breakthrough and it's about, you know, finding that minor tweak. So I heard what, you know, we don't, you don't have to take this and on Friday, February 26, like revamp your entire program. Like, just take one thing now and like, how can I just get it a little bit better, right? And, and the goal is if you can improve by 1% every week after a year, even if you took a two-week vacation, you'd still be 50% better, right? So just like to get 1% better. And I think sometimes, you know, when we're trying to like lose that weight or to do whatever we like, we just go so overboard and, oh, that didn't work. That, you know, Rana's, you know, systems, it didn't work. It didn't work for me. Every plan works, right? It's the execution of the plan that makes uh, the difference. So, Todd, tell them one more time, like your email address or the best way to reach you. Uh, and I'll make sure that we share back out, you know, the uh, workbook and the recording. Uh, and your contact, but I want everybody to hear it one more time so they can write it down. How do they reach you uh, specifically? Yeah, great. We are we are on um, uh, we are on obviously on the web at RSI for Ronis Systems Incorporated. Um, the number four edu.com and I'll put that in the chat for you. I also just linked, I, I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks. Perfect. I really appreciate it. I think it was Ted that had shared his, uh, the walkthrough. I, I popped in the chat, uh, uh, an environment rubric and it's a little, a little bit 2017. It's from one of the schools we were working with. Um, but just, just again, as a, if somebody that's working on class environment and culture, that's, some, that's a rubric that um, we use and, and work when we're uh, working with schools at the beginning of the year. So that might help. But yeah, visit us on, online. You can, on uh, the last page or second to last page of your packet is Dr. Marilyn's email, uh, Coach Josh's email, my email, uh, as well as uh, the phone number as well. Yep. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so reach out to us. We're happy to help. And, and as I share with Tom, information's free. So even if you just want to talk and ask some questions, um, we're happy to help. We, we um, you know, from a professional development provider, we, we only um, secure one-year contracts because we want to make sure you guys like us. Uh, if it is something you're going to use uh, with us and uh, yeah, we're, we're available to help out though. Excited to meet everyone. I love it. And I saw some of the really good takeaways, you know, focus on the what here um, is such an um, important part. So we will put this on the podcast too, Todd, so they don't know what you're talking about. So obviously, Dr. DR4JET, J-E-T. So Todd, I've probably emailed you a thousand times, but I've never actually spelled that. I go, oh, it's his name. Dr4JET, J-E-T, at gmail.com. Uh, or you can go to the website at rsi4edu dot com and reach out uh, to Todd and his team. So thanks everybody for uh, taking this Thursday afternoon with us. You be safe out there wherever you are um, across the world. And thanks uh, so much to Todd and a team for um, you know, giving us one more tool for our uh, tool belt.
So take care, everybody. Have a have a blessed afternoon. Thanks again, Todd. See you, Josh. Thanks, See you, Brown. Yeah.